0: what's up y'all we are back with another edition of the DnVR Rams podcast presented by Brecken Ridge Brewery as always, I'm Justin Michael I've got a lot to go over it's been a tough couple of days guys it's the the saying is obviously it's proud to be right now it's tough to be a CSU Ram it just really is negative headline after negative headline it's it's really just been the August from hell I mean with everything that started at the beginning of the month and the Coloradoan article, the ESPN article, schedule being postponed, you know, losing non-conference opponents, losing Warren Jackson, now losing Trey McBride. That's obviously what we're going to focus mostly on today. It just never ends, man. And its it's exhausting to be a CSU fan. Sometimes it really is. You know, I'm just going to keep it real with everyone. It's just, it's not been an easy summer. And I think a lot of fans are feeling really, really dejected right now. I mean it's gotten to a place where players are leaving and and the fans are pretty much just being like, well, can you blame them? And you can't. You can't. That's the thing. You just you really can't. And it's just a wonky weird ass situation. I'm gonna go over it, I'm gonna talk about Warren and Trey, obviously very similar situations, but there's also there's also a lot of differences between the two. I'm gonna go over that, I'm gonna talk about what I know, what I don't know. What I expect, all that fun stuff. Going to talk about a couple of other things as well. Good to be back, you know. Even if it's even if it's talking about something weird. One of these days, I'm going to get to come on here. I'm going to get to fire up the mic. You know, get the MacBook rolling, have all my equipment going, and and I'm just going to get to talk about a CSU football victory that we got to watch in person, full of Canvas Stadium. You know, it's it's going to be great. That's that's all that's kind of keeping me through right now is. It's just that thought, you know, keep pushing forward. Eventually, we will come out the other side. But right now, man, right now it's tough. It's it's just everything that's happening is... It's been, a, you know, a lot of negative headlines. It's been frustrating. You know, it hasn't been a fun thing to cover. And it's a serious thing. It's something that needs to be covered. But that's not, you know, the type of content that any, you know, any football writer is dying to get into. I mean... It's part of the job, you know, as journalists, you gotta you gotta look into this type of stuff, and I get that. but you know, at the end of the day, if, if you get into sports writing, you get into sports writing because you love sports. I want to talk about sports you know i'll I'll get into this a little bit more in detail later. One of the things that's really stood out to me, at least based on the interactions that I'm having right now, you know, we're not allowed to privately reach out to student athletes that goes against media credential policy. I get it. You know, they they want to do their best to protect the student athletes. And and when you're in an interview, you know, you can do it in a structured setting. So I have no beef with that. You know, it, it does suck during times like right now when, you know, you wish you could just reach out to them and be like, yo, you know, what do you know? But, you know, that's not the case. So a lot of times you got to talk to parents and Siblings and aunts and uncles and anybody else that's willing to talk to you and and try to gather it, you know, other people from inside the program, employees. Right now though, with the investigation being run by Hush Blackwell, you know, the the law firm based out of Kansas City, it seems like everything's being kept pretty tight. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of free information flying around. You know, normally in a situation like this, I'd have people reaching out to me and being like, oh, this is what I heard today. You know, I take that, I verify it, see if other people have heard it. None of that, man. It's been me reaching out to people and them being like, ah, your guess is as good as mine. And, and I get that. It's, it's a complicated situation, a lot of moving parts. I don't, I don't envy the athletic administration in the slightest. But I've talked about it a lot. You know, the longer this goes on, the longer that people, players especially, feel like that they're being left in the dark, the more uncertainty it's going to create, the more uneasy everyone's going to feel. And that really can apply to everyone, you know, the the media, the fan base, donors, anybody that has any type of connection, loyalty to CSU football. The thing is, is obviously the players are, are the ones you're most worried about leaving. The fans, you know, they, they talk a big game, you're coming back. You always do. If you've been a CSU fan through the last 25 years, Nothing's gonna phase you at this point, man. You're you're in it for the long run. And I respect the hell out of it. It's not easy being a CSU fan. It's not, you know, it's not like cheering for Clemson football right now, where you just know every single week we're gonna kick the living hell out of our opponent. Everyone in the stands is gonna be happy. The community's gonna rally around this program. It's not like that, man. To be a CSU fan, you gotta be tough. You'll be willing to put up with just so much crap. For that one little, you know, piece of pie at the end, for that one season where you come out and and probably it's like once a decade at this point, where you where you come out and just dominate and you're a top twenty five team and all that, I'm I'm dying for the day where CSU does that on a year to year basis. That would, from a content perspective, that would be amazing. Realistically, though, you know, I I get what CSU is. I think a lot of people would be better off just kind of accepting the fact that. You know, CSU is a mid-major program. It's, it's not a program that's ever going to contend for a national championship. It's just not. I wish it was. I wish the system was different. I wish everyone had a chance. They don't. Not when you're in the Mountain West. It's just, that's just the reality of it. Even if they moved up, you know, it would take a ton of time to be able to realistically contend. You know, I know TCU almost snuck into the playoffs. That's kind of a different situation, though. You know, it's... Texas funding, Texas football, it's it's always gonna be on another level. And I think it was probably easier to elevate the program being in Texas than it would be, you know, being based out of Fort Collins. Fort Collins is great. It's an amazing place. Don't don't even get me wrong. I I love it here. I live here. Don't trip. But we all know what Texas football is. It's a whole different situation. So I think a lot of fans, you know, they'd maybe be more a little a little more content, I guess would be the way to phrase it. If you just accepted the fact that, you know, seven, eight wins, that could be a fun year, especially if you beat some rivals. You know, not everything has to be championship or bust. I'm going way off on a tangent now. Still got to talk about Warren and Trey. But anyways, the, the, the theme of this before I went way off on a loop was just that there's a lot of a lot of people being left in the dark right now. Nobody seems to really know what the heck is going on. The future of CSU football is very, very murky, I guess would be the way to put it. You know, when you look at the situation on the outside, I I don't think it's a situation where you could place all the blame on any single individual. I've had some people, you know, tweet at me, what about Joe Parker? What about Joe Parker? I've talked about it on a couple of podcasts. I think it's fair if you are critical of this athletic administration. Now, you know, taking one instance and putting it in a vacuum, I'm not sure that's fair, especially COVID-19. Look, we're we're in an unprecedented time. So if you're pissed off about Joe Parker about not saving a fall season or whatever, I I just don't think that's fair, <laughs> like quite honestly. It's it's not a situation where he would have had the public support to plow forward like a Nebraska or Alabama would. You know, you kind of got to go with the direction of the conference and while you know, it's frustrating, everybody wants to know what the heck is happening people got to understand that there's a lot of moving parts there they got to understand cost and just everything it was it's an unprecedented time so you know to to throw that all on him i i just don't think that's fair if you want to look at you know the last 5 6 years and look at the athletic administration as a whole and say has csu progressed under joe parker i think that's a i think that's a fair argument a fair debate to be made and i think that there's probably points on both sides i get it no nobody's free of criticism this isn't me trying to defend them or anything like that i've just had some people tweet at me and be like you know what when are you gonna place the blame and (laughs) people want you know they want to place that blame somewhere that's natural that's human instinct i just urge everyone to consider especially when it comes to the to the delay of the season and stuff the investigation is kind of a, a whole different conversation You got to remember, we're in unprecedented times. There's so many moving parts. There's just so many financial ramifications to this. Yeah, everybody wants to know, you know, are we going to play in the spring? Or what? I want to know, trust me. I want to know what the heck I'm going to be doing in the spring. But I also know that, you know, behind the scenes, I got to imagine it's a really, really chaotic situation for CSU right now. There's a lot of jobs at stake. I mean, if you look around the country, we've already seen all kinds of layoffs at athletic departments. And there's a lot of people that work for CSU Athletics. There's a lot of people whose livelihoods are at stake, not necessarily the people that you would know about, you know, not the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators of the world. Those guys are going to be fine. It's, you know, the, the graphics people and SID people and training and support staff. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees. And right now, CSU is trying to figure out how do we keep all these people? How do we continue to support our student-athletes? And how do we do so while not bringing any football money this fall? It's not an easy situation. I don't envy them. And so I just, I just urge everybody to consider that. You know, Like I said, as far as, far as the investigation goes, if it, if it turns out that the coaches did violate COVID-19 protocols, probably going to be some heads that roll from the staff on up. And, and there will be a lot of questions that would come into play at that point. We don't know yet. We, we really don't. I will say the fact that Steve Adazio released a statement regarding Warren Jackson through a school spokesperson. That makes it seems like seem like, you know, they're at least operating as if, you know, the, the staff is still going to be doing its thing. You know, if, if they felt if they felt like Adazio was going to get fired or something, you know, I, I don't think he'd be releasing statements this week. <laughs> maybe, maybe they would. I don't I don't know. But that would be odd to me. It'd be really odd to me. Anyways, we're going to we're going to get into Warren and Trey here and go, you know, in depth with each of their situations. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you can't really blame either one of them for wanting to move on, very different situations but also very similar. Going to talk about them each individually, but first I just kind of wanted to set the scene. I wanted to respond to some of the things that people have been tweeting at me, reaching out to me privately. By the way, you know, if you're a parent of a student athlete, always, you know, always feel free to reach out to me and I'll be honest, you know, I'll tell you what I'll know. I'll tell you my opinions, whatever, whatever you want to know. It's where I'm at. I'm, i try to be as accessible as possible. You know, I, I might not necessarily have the answer you're looking for. But thank you to everybody that's reached out to me. I appreciate your perspectives. You know, one, it just, you know, it gives me a more accurate sense of of what's happening behind those closed doors. But two, you know, we're a community and I get to know a lot of well, the players and you know, coaches and all that, a lot of the fans, especially because of social media. I don't always get to know the families as well, and and I enjoy that process. I think it's really fun. The families of the players that I have gotten to know over the years, I've you know remained remained in contact with them even after they've moved on. It's just it's a cool community. So you know, and and even if you're not a family, if you just wanna if you just wanna talk CSU with me, reach out. Just always reach out, and I promise you, if I see the message, I will respond. Sometimes I get a lot of like notifications, emails, Slack. Twitter it just Facebook it never freaking ends um and and I might miss it I might I might not necessarily see it right away, but when i whenever I do, I will respond I love you guys you know I, I love talking sports with you I love talking CSU with you. I'll talk chess with you if you want I don't know anything about chess, but I just I just like engaging with people i' I've always been a big social media guy that's kind of how I you know it's kind of how I got a platform in the in the first place along with you know my work I think it it's spoken for itself over the years but You know, being accessible and engaging people, that's always been a big part of how I operate, and it will continue to be. So thank you to everybody that reaches out. I'm going to stop rambling now, and I'm going to tell you about my friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Sure, the regular season is fun and all. But only one thing can compare to the excitement of basketball's playoffs, and that is having some skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Basketball has made its way through the regular season. Now it's time to crown a champion, and DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you in the center of the action. Celebrate basketball's first round of the playoffs, DraftKings is giving you an amazing free bet offer. For every day that you place at least $20 of bets on basketball, DraftKings will give you a $10 free bet. You bet $20, you automatically get a $10 free bet. That's basically like being able to bet $20 while only risking $10. So clutch. Head to the app right now, check out all that they have to offer, including player props, quarter by quarter betting, so much more. I mean, you can literally bet on live shooting, is the next basket going to be a three or a two? It's exhilarating. Plus, don't forget about hockey's playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering great odds and promotions all week long to help you make it rain. And you know that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you don't have to worry about your funds. In fact, I recently withdrew about $100 from my DraftKings account as well. I've been playing off the winnings. Figured might as well cash out a little bit by myself something nice. Shout out to them. (laughs) Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use the code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 or more on all first-round basketball playoff action. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out by offering a $10 free bet when placing a bet of at least $20 on all first-round playoff action. Use that code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Before we move on, if you're like me, probably getting a little bit nervous watching those bets, probably, you know, sitting on the edge of the seat, maybe the pits are getting a little bit, you know, swampy. That's why I got to shout out a couple of my friends. First off, Breckenridge Brewery, our presenting sponsor. You know them. We know them. We all love them. I've been so hooked on Mountain Beach lately, guys. I love this new sour. It's just the perfect combination of tart and sweet. And when I'm sitting in my Lazy Boy, when I'm watching basketball, when I'm watching my bets fall apart, because I'm not that smart, let's be honest, you know what helps take the edge off a little bit? An ice-cold Mountain Beach or an ice-cold Avalanche Ale, whatever you fancy. Shout out to Breckenridge. Grab a 15-can sampler at Costco, your local liquor store. King Supers, wherever they sell beer, Breck will be there. Just hop on the Breck Beer Locator; it'll tell you the closest location near you. Takes all the inconvenience out. Super clutch, super Breck, super team. Shout out to them. Finally, I want to acknowledge my friends over Ad Manscaped. I'm gonna try to be a little less awkward than my main man Henry from the Buffs Beat. Love Henry to death. His his Manscaped reads always turn into some. They just, they always go really weird off the tangent. I love that kid. But I got to talk about the crop preserver, guys. You know, I just talked about being, you know, swampy in your pits. If you're swampy in another area, we're not going to say it. You don't got to get descriptive. Y'all, we're, we're all grown ups here. You know what I'm talking about. Throw a little bit of crop preserver on and tell me it does not completely make your day better. I'm a guy, I don't like wearing shorts. I, I'll wear shorts if I have to. Most, you know, 9 out of 10 days, I'm wearing pants. I've always been that way. Sometimes I can get kind of hot in the summer. Throw on a little crop preserver. You're going to be feeling nice and cool. Same goes if you're just chilling, watching the games. You're nervous, you know. Might be getting a little sweaty down there. Throw a little crop preserver on. It's not just, you know, male grooming that Manscaped has to offer. They have a kick-ass body wash. Really love the scent. I, I buy a lot of fruity like shampoos and body washes, probably typically uh, purchased by women. This is a much more like rugged, earthy, manly smell. It's really, really good. Uh, It it actually made me question, you know, maybe I need to buy a different type of body wash after this. Really love it. Shout out to Manscaped. Go check out the website and use DNVR20 for 20% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I just, I can't speak highly enough about everything Manscaped has to offer. cool cool cool. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about Trey. Let's talk about Warren. We'll talk about Warren first because he obviously declared for the NFL draft first. And then we'll talk about Trey. We'll talk about how they're similar, how they're different. Whether CSU fans should continue to support these guys or not. Quick quick hint, you should. They've been nothing but phenomenal representatives of CSU the entire time they've been here. Honestly, the only thing CSU fans should be upset about with any of this is one they should be disappointed that, you know, CSU is not in a place where people want to stay. I think that's fair. But two, you know, they should just be selfishly disappointed that they're not going to get to watch these absolute beasts for the Rams anymore. And that 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 is fair. I think you can be upset about that. Now, don't be petty. Don't be, you know, rooting against them or anything like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed I won't get to watch more Warren Jackson Moss Mountain West defensive backs this year. I'm disappointed I won't get to see Trey McBride run straight through a Wyoming linebacker. I mean, I've been talking about it all all summer. But unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. These guys got to do what's best for them, and, and we all got to respect that. That's just the situation we're in right now. It's 2020 in a nutshell. I will say, you know, as far as Trey McBride goes, it, it kind of reminds me of a situation where a basketball player transfers up. You know, basketball players don't really get the same type of negative feedback. I think for transferring up as football players seem to do. I'm not. I'm not really sure why that is. I don't know if it's just more commonly accepted that you know getting to the professional level, getting to the NBA, makes more sense at a at a bigger program than it does at the smaller level. And at the football level, you know, you can make it to the NFL from anywhere. Maybe that's part of it. But really, you know, with this with this Trey McBride situation, it. It reminds me of, you know, like when John Octius or or John Gillen decided to move on minus, you know, everything that was also wrapped up with Larry Stacey and that, you know, it's just a situation where these guys, they had proved themselves. They had an opportunity to play at a higher level. Octius, you know, at Purdue in the Big Ten and John Gillen at Syracuse. And, you know, everybody rooted for him. Everybody was cheering for CSU, the former CSU guys to go on and Have success and you know, make everyone proud, and that's that's how people should feel about Trey. This is a dude who has absolutely busted his ass for the program. He's been a leader, he's been a great teammate, he's worked hard. He's he was one of those guys where you know, he wasn't a prima donna, he was perfectly content just destroying linebackers, blocking, or you know, if you got him mixed in in the passing game, that was even better too. He's a guy that since day one has had NFL talent but has always been, you know, committed to the team, to the community, to CSU. Trey's a great dude. And and honestly, like we should be excited for him. He's getting some major interest, you know, every every big-time program in the country has reached out to him and I I get that. He he's going to end up somewhere big and it, it's going to be fun to to watch it all play out, but just don't be bitter. That that's the main takeaway. Don't don't be upset at a guy who, quite frankly, might know something that we don't, or maybe he just wants to go and and play elsewhere and experience an incredible opportunity that most people in the country will never get to experience. Either way, that's his right. He's more than earned it, and, and he's more than earned the respect and the appreciation of this community, at least in my opinion. I get, you know, some people were kind of frustrated because he took part in the CSU United movement. You know, he was one of the louder voices even though he wasn't a senior and you know so some people are like well was that all bullshit then you know the one for all and all for one type stuff i don't think that's fair guys (laughs) i really don't a lot can change in a couple of weeks it can and like i said there's there's definitely a very highly likely chance he knows something that none of us do you know like would you would if you if you had a chance to go you know, play for a a major SEC team or a Big 12 program or something like that. With everything going on at CSU right now, with all these outside distractions, with so much uncertainty, so much unknown, would you really want to stick around? Really? I don't know. Most, you know, a lot of you would, but not everyone, not everyone. And Trey, you know, he has, he has greater opportunities. He's a peacock captain. You got to let him fly. Got to let him fly anyways that's that's basically where I'm at regarding Trey Mcbride. It's obviously a huge bummer, a huge punt to the gut punt 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 to the gut that would hurt a huge punch to the gut to the you know ram nation to anybody that supports c s u football. But I do think most people get it that's just that's the state of the program right now even even if c s u was in a better position, it would be tough to blame a guy for you know wanting to transfer to an elite program but I'll always, you know, appreciate Trey for for everything that he did regarding, you know, media availability. He always gave really thoughtful, insightful answers. Incredibly respectful. One of those guys who, the entire time you're in the interview, he's going to be locked in and and engaged with you. And I love that man. Him, him. Logan Stewart is really great about that as well. Just two guys that when when you're talking to them, you know, they they make it feel like you're the only one in the room, even if you're not, and not in like a romantic way. That. That made it sound like I was like, oh, he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room. Not like that. It's just, you know, you talk to guys for a living, you notice pretty quickly that not everybody is a, not everyone's a great communicator. Not everybody enjoys that type of stuff. Trey, even after tough losses, man, he would come in and he'd keep it real. He'd be honest. But he'd give everybody the time of day. You know, he would never brush anything off. He was never a jerk and and I'm sure you got asked some stupid questions from time to time from dummies like me but you know he was always great to us so I'll have his back you know moving forward I'll I'll continue to support him and I think CSU fans should too thank you Trey you've been a lot of fun been a lot of fun to watch I'm going to miss watching you in canvas but I get it you know go be great go be special word let's let's talk Warren now let's talk a little bit Warren Jackson similar situation not The same. Warren has more film, obviously. You know, I I think Trey will probably get a waiver, and I think he'll probably be able to play this fall. I can't guarantee that. Warren probably could have got one if he wanted to as well. I'm not sure it would have been worth it. You know, Trey's got two years of eligibility left. If he plays them both, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be... Surprising at all, especially because, you know, he could sit out in a red shirt this year if he doesn't get the waiver and still have those two years to prove himself. Warren, he's kind of already proven that he's an NFL talent. Trey, I think, you know, everybody knows it, but he needs more film. I just, I can't blame Warren for not wanting to participate in, you know, whatever springs, if there is a spring season. I just, I can't blame him. You know, people talked about guys like Trevor Lawrence. And obviously, he has a lot to risk, and but just because you're not the number one pick doesn't mean you don't have a lot at stake. Warren's an NFL guy, he is a pro wide receiver. So at this point, it's all just really a matter of well, how high is he gonna go? And obviously, he would have benefited by coming back and balling out. You know, maybe he plays his way into the early second round at that point. Financially. That's a big difference than, you know, getting drafted in the fourth or fifth round, at least up front. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play more or anything like that. It's kind of all about money. Warren's a pro guy. Whether somebody takes him in the fifth round, somebody takes him in the sixth round, shit, somebody could take him in the seventh round. This guy is going to be on your roster and he's going to make plays for you. Look at BC Johnson. Vikings took him in the seventh round. Preston didn't even get drafted. That's like, I know, that's a... Completely different comparison because the reason Preston didn't get drafted had nothing to do with his talent, and we all know that. Warren doesn't have any of those character issues. He's never gotten in trouble. Everybody that talks about Warren is just gonna have nothing but great things to say from him. So is it really worth it for him to to play this spring and, you know, potentially go from like the fourth round to the second round, but also potentially get hurt right before the combine? Right before mini camp to have no recovery time. I don't know. That that doesn't seem like a great scenario. It really doesn't. And you know, I'm I'm not one of those guys that comes out every year and, you know, pounds on the table for every top draft prospect to to sit out of bowl games or to, you know, do the the Bosa route and and choose not to play after you've proven yourself. I think if every athlete had that mindset, we wouldn't have college sports anymore because you know, let's be real. Most of these guys aren't going to the next level. So I, and I, and I love that. I really do. I love that so much about college sports is pride and wanting to strap up with your brothers and represent your school, represent your town, your team, your community, your people, all of that gets wrapped up into college football and it's awesome. Freaking love it. Warren right now though. I mean, we're, we got a COVID situation. Nobody knows if it's going to be safe, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with CSU as a university, as an institution this semester. There are just so many outliers. And because of that, I just think when you look, when you look at the situation and you see, you know, what's in my control, Warren can go train privately, probably be, you know, safe. I'm sure he has resources. I'm sure, you know, people would be willing to work with him for discount or free now, especially because he's going to go pro. I just, I think he had a lot more to risk than gain. A lot more. And I get it. And no matter where he ends up, I'm going to be cheering for him. I know CSU fans are. I think I think it was a little more heartbreaking for the Ram fans to lose Trey. Just because with Warren, you know, they knew he was an NFL guy. And I feel like, you know, they, they were surprised Warren was even going to come back in the first place. Everyone felt like Trey was coming back. So that, that one was more of a gut punch. Alas, the tough month, six month, year, lifetime, whatever you want to say, continues. And we'll just have to see, you know, how this plays out. Does this turn into a domino effect? Is it a situation where now that Trey and Warren are out, or is it going to, are the floodgates going to open? Is it going to be a mass exodus? Kind of what people were worried about, you know, back when Adazio was hired, was would this type of situation happen? Then it really seemed like he, you know, one people over, you know, Trey in particular is a good example, but Trey helped Adazio move into his house, guys. It's, I don't think this was a situation where he was out because of Adazio. I really just think it, it had everything to do with the opportunities that he's going to have. You know, we, we all know that tampering is quote unquote against the rules, illegal, wrong, whatever. You don't think every P5 coach in the country was in McBride's DMs the minute that the Mountain West postponed? I do. I do. That's all I'm going to say. We will be back with plenty of you know CSU content throughout the week. Thank you to everybody that continues to keep up with the written content. Have a lot of really fun features that should come out in the next week or so. I've been saying that for like 10 days, and I just I got to finish them. Really stoked, though, working on football and basketball a blast. You know, no matter what happens this fall, I will continue to make content for everybody. And, you know, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Hope everybody stays safe. Take care. You know, take care of your mentals. Take care of your chickens. Peace. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over, and tomorrow starts the same old thing again.